So today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And look, Martin Luther King Jr., an extraordinary person on every different level. One of the things that I do like to mention, though, on this day and other days as well, is his assassination. Because there's an aspect of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination that is rarely talked about. You know, uh, James Earl Ray is generally regarded by history as the lone assassin of Martin Luther King Jr. But there was, in 1999, a civil suit decided by a jury that ruled that Martin Luther King was the result, was killed as the result of a conspiracy. So when... You know, people love to use that term dismissively or derisively, conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theory. When we talk about the conspiracy to kill Martin Luther King, a jury found that there was a conspiracy. And just to give you a little bit of the background, uh, the in 1993, Lloyd Jowers appeared on an ABC News program called Primetime Live. And he claimed on television that he was paid $100,000 by alleged Memphis mobster Frank Liberto to help organize the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. Jowers owned a Memphis coffee shop directly near the Lorraine Motel where King was allegedly shot by James Earl Ray. Jowers had remained silent for 25 years after King's assassination. After watching Ray's HBO mock trial on TV, Jowers produced his confession and claimed that he was part of a larger conspiracy to assassinate King and frame Ray as a patsy. He also claimed that Raul, someone named Raul, Memphis police officers and the mafia had been involved. He specifically named Memphis Police Lieutenant Earl Clark as the shooter. So in 1999, a civil suit alleged that Jowers and others had conspired to assassinate King. The King family turned to William Pepper, who had defended Ray in his HBO mock trial to represent them in the wrongful death lawsuit. So just understand what what went on here. So William Pepper is an attorney, and um, I thought about inviting him back on today because the interview that I did with him three years ago today, it, it for some reason, that's the one interview that is gone. We only have three minutes of it. and I would love, love it if we had the whole interview. I don't know why it was destroyed, or I mean, I don't want to get conspiratorial, but I think it's just very interesting that that's the one interview that that's not available. I would love to post it again, but it's it's gone. I don't know why. It, it aired. I remember it airing. I was here for it, but it's it's gone. I don't know why. But the th- this guy, William Pepper, was representing James Earl Ray, and then he represented the King family. So the guy represented the assassin, supposedly, and then represented the family of the guy he assassinated. It's pretty rare. Pretty rare. So during this four-week trial, the civil trial, Pepper brought forward over 70 witnesses and thousands of documents. The jury 
that heard the case took only an hour of deliberations to reach a unanimous verdict that King was assassinated as a result of a conspiracy. They found Jowers responsible and also found that governmental agencies were among the conspirators. The King family was granted the $100 they requested in damages, just $100. And they saw it as vindication. King's son, Dexter, said this is the period at the end of the sentence. So please, after today, we don't want questions like, do you believe James Earl Ray killed your father? I've been hearing that all my life. No, I don't. I just want to understand. This is the son of Martin Luther King. And this is the end of it. So Dexter further emphasized that the shooter was Memphis Police Department Officer Lieutenant Earl Clark. So even though you're going to see in various coverage today that James Earl Ray was the shooter, James Earl Ray was the shooter, not only does the King family, at least the immediate family, not believe that, but a jury found that that wasn't the case. And yet, you point that out and you're dismissed as a conspiracy theorist. Coretta Scott King said after the verdict, there is abundant evidence of a major high-level conspiracy in the assassination of my husband. The jury found that the mafia and various government agencies were deeply involved in the assassination. Mr. Ray was set up to take the blame. That's what Coretta Scott King said. So I do think, you know, whereas on the JFK issue, I I remain pretty uh, agnostic from time to time. On this Martin Luther King Jr. assassination, I absolutely believe he was killed as a result of a conspiracy. And I think in part, part of the reason he was killed was because his commentary and his activism had moved from civil rights and voting rights and issues related to racial justice more towards opposing the Vietnam War and opposing the things that the military-industrial complex was was foisting on the country at the time. Now, this decision, I want to be clear, is not without controversy. The decision caused the Department of Justice to reopen the case, and uh, Janet Reno, the attorney general at the time, announced that after looking into the assassination, they found no evidence of a conspiracy. Oh, okay, all right, Janet Reno found no evidence. Well, that settles it. Thanks. See you later. So they found the Department of Justice, in fairness, I don't want to be too dismissive because, you know, this is a serious thing. The Department of Justice found numerous inconsistencies in Jauer's statements. It also concluded there was no proof Frank Liberto belonged to the mafia and that, in its opinion, the DOJ, the witnesses that supported Jowers were not credible uh, or they were contradictory. Furthermore, it expressed the belief that Jowers fabricated his story for financial reward. There you have it. I mean, there are other investigative journalists that um, that I respect, like Gerald Posner, who said that um, it was James Earl Ray and only James Earl Ray. But a jury found that it wasn't the case. Now, William Pepper, that lawyer that brought this case on behalf of the King family, he is the greatest expert on this issue that is alive. He's written many books, 
exploring the um, Martin Luther King assassination. He is, uh, maybe I will try and have him back. You know, the issue with him is he's very well educated. He's got more degrees than a thermometer. He's got a law degree. He's got uh, two master's degree, bachelor's from Columbia. He's got a master's in, actually he's got three master's degree and a law degree and a BA from Columbia. Very bright guy. But when he speaks, and you'll hear this because I've, I've found the last remaining portion of this interview that exists. But when he speaks, he does kind of sound a little low energy and kind of slow, which, look, when you're doing overnight radio and you're trying to keep people awake, you don't necessarily want people that are low energy. But I'm going to replay for you a portion of what he said, because honestly, I found it very convincing. I found it very convincing, and not that my opinion means anything, but I believe Martin Luther King Jr. was killed as a result of a conspiracy. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.